This is Gigi Sabat, and you're listening to the Walk With Me podcast. My guest today is Hanish. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Gigi. I'm happy to, to be here. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Such an honor to have you here today, Hanish. Now, why don't you start off by telling us more about you, and where are you from, Hanish? Yeah, sure. I'm Hanish Chohan. I'm in Ottawa, Ontario, in Canada. And I'm a... My favorite title, a dad. I'm the father of two amazing teenagers. I've got a 14-year-old daughter and a 16-year-old son. And I do a few things in life right now. And I've had the privilege to have an incredible career that gave me a tremendous amount of experience and skills from starting off in the military as a combat engineer and later getting commissioned from the ranks to become an Army engineer officer to then moving into our federal public service overseeing high-risk, high-value initiatives similar to the U.S.'s. I was in our Treasury Board Secretariat, which is like your budget management office, and then did other work related to, to infrastructure, oversaw Canada's infrastructure stimulus programs, and a lot of other interesting work to then decide to go out on my own to do some management consulting uh, after a short stint in the private sector. And then I realized, wait a minute. I took some time to say, hey, how many people get the opportunity to, to just get a fresh start? So I took some time to pause to think about what do I like doing? What am I good at? And what do people come to me for? And I realized that since my divorce and how I managed it and how I do as a parent, a lot of friends started seeking me out for, for help related to divorce, parenting, relationships, and then their friends and realized, wait a minute. There's, there's an opportunity here. And there was another um, incident, I guess. My brother, uh, also a father, also a soldier, committed suicide uh, about three years ago. And I started to, to wonder, um, everything I do is looking at how things are the way they are. And so in looking at what brought him to where he was, it really, really inspired me and motivated me to to take this on and create something that was meaningful to help divorced dads. I love it. Now let's talk about divorce. Walk us through the moment where, where it ended your marriage and, and when you said, okay, you had to shift something. Walk mm-hmm. us through that moment, Hanish. Yeah, that's, that's a good question. It's a big question. I remember that moment very well. That, those, that's one of the milestones or moments in my life that, I'll remember forever. It was the evening of July 20th, 2014, after watching an episode of Dexter, where um, one of the characters was found in the bathtub, where I was reeling in shock as the episode ended. And then my my wife at the time kind of moved over to me on the couch and said, um, in, in not so succinctly, that, that it was over. And it didn't register at all. I thought, Okay, well, you know, <laughs> there's problems. We've got young kids. It's, you know, you bring two people that were raised differently, different values, different backgrounds, different religions, and bring them together and apply all these stresses in life. And and who knows what will happen? So um, not realizing what was really being told to me. It took me a while to, to really process it. And, and to tell you the truth, I had a really hard time. Divorce really kicked my ass. And, and what what happened with me and what I think happens with a lot of people, especially men, because 
70% of women initiate divorce. And men are often left surprised, even though they've heard the same messaging in terms of challenges, problems in the relationship and haven't taken heed or, or made the changes. And so a combination of, of just pain and suffering in the ensuing two to three years afterwards had me really dig in to understand how does this happen? How does this happen to so many people? How does this come to be? I interviewed people, I read books, I sought out a lot of therapy, uh, psychotherapy and other modalities such as even you know plant medicine, um, all sorts of things to, to work through it and, and understand how it happened, how I contributed to it, what happens in general with others and how can I grow from this? Because I see, I try to see everything as a lesson. And, and that was the, the impetus of stimulus for me to, to improve as, as a person, because I realized um, what I did, what I brought to the table, what the impact was based on my actions, behaviors, or, or negligence. Thank you for being transparent, Hinesh. I appreciate you. Now, what message do you have for an individual who is currently facing a divorce? You know, men, and this messaging is, is more for the dads, for the men. Men don't share emotions. They don't seek help. They don't have the same sort of community that women develop. Guys are all about solutions and fixing things, and there is no quick fix. So one thing is seek the support seek out the help don't don't suffer in silence get the the support and advice that you need to to be able to to recover get back on your feet because ultimately as a dad you need to be the best you can be to support your kids so that's the first thing the next thing is stop trying to fight it stop trying to fight your children's mother there's there's the division of assets and all those financial aspects there has to be a drive to remove emotion from from that and compartmentalize it as as simply something transactional but there's got to be a prioritization of developing a healthy co-parenting relationship and coming together to make the best decisions and, and have a lens to, to look at the best outcomes for your kids in the long run and focus on that. And the same goes for family, in-laws, extended family. They're part of the, the community, the village to help your kids. And there has to be a message to, to your parents, to her parents, that just because we're splitting up, it doesn't mean we're still not a family. She is still the mother of my children. I'm still the father of these kids, your grandchildren. And we need to come together to be able to navigate this and still oversee the rearing of our kids. And for example, my my parents, our parents, the grandparents, my kids' grandparents spend time together. I don't hang out with my, my ex-wife unless, you know, we're at an event for my kids. And I wouldn't say we're a good friend. We're friends, but we definitely communicate well and we come together for the kids at any point. We'll sit next to each other. There's no, no, no drama, but <laughs> it's taken time, time, energy, and, and effort. So it's, 
get the support, look at the best long-term outcomes for the kids and what's needed to be able to do that. And really it's, it's about healthy co-parenting. And the other piece is understand what your part was in doing this, because at some point you're going to partner up again, you're going to date, there's going to be other relationships. So you don't want to bring the same behaviors into that next relationship. And, and the statistics tell the story. There's a reason why second and third marriages, the rate of divorce for those are even higher than first marriages is because people don't learn the lessons. So learn the lessons and, and don't run out to start dating. That that becomes a distraction. I think there's different phases every every guy goes through post-divorce. And I see it on, on a regular basis with all, all my clients as they, they numb. They numb with drinking, smoking, sex, porn, dating. But it's taking a pause. It's sitting with the discomfort, the pain, understanding what happened, and then looking at how can I improve myself? Working out. You know, I, I've got six six fundamentals for 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 mental peace and health call it wellness it's some basics good nutrition good fitness good sleep good mindfulness that could be meditation it could be prayer uh, time in nature get the hell out of your house get out get in nature and then the last one after a few years ago i got very very sick and i was off work for 14 months and as I was adding on and stacking on these good behaviors, trying to, to heal, the last piece was creation. And we have to be able to create, whether that's what you do in your work, something that you're passionate about, playing music, writing music, cooking, gardening, whatever that is, it's, it's creating something. So those are the six, six factors I, I believe are, or my finishes recipe for for healing and, and wellness. I love it. Very powerful statements. You said get back on your feet. Very powerful. And also healthy co-parenting, which is also yes. very inspiring. Thank you. My pleasure. My pleasure. I I you know the the stats for dads and divorced divorced, sorry, just men in general have a four times higher rate of suicide than women. Four times. That says something. There is a highly, it's not even nearly proportionate. Homelessness is, is mostly men, addiction, men. And when you look at suicide rates for divorced men, it's nine times that of women, nine times. And this is looking into what came of for my brother and understanding that and the pain and for other clients and, and, any sort of suicidal ideation, trying to understand that. And the lack of resources, there's there's a significant lack of resources for men. And there's also the stigma of of any showing weakness or sorry, showing showing or sharing mental health challenges is is a sign of weakness in in many families, in many organizations, and in, in society in general in the West and, and throughout the world. It's a sign of weakness but it it isn't men men need to open up up they need to reach out and ultimately in families it's men are seen as as the problem solvers as the the you know the protectors the ones who kill the spiders and pull the the slimy hair out of the drains 
and and who else does it right when nothing else works it's turning to the man you get a flat tire who's changing the tire within a, a traditional family and so there's no one generally to turn to and drinking i find you know whether it's the military and going into the mess and having beers and venting which is from a, a management science side of things is, is the most effective way to share best practices and lessons learned but it's also the way most men start opening up. And I, I have friends that will not, we don't actually get into deep conversations until they've had a few drinks. And, and I always look back at that the next day thinking, it's funny how we can't really have those deep, emotional, meaning, com meaningful conversations unless there's alcohol involved. And, and that shouldn't be the case. It should be, let's do something healthy. Let's go for a walk, half hour, an hour, hour walk in the woods, in the forest, on a trail kill two birds with one stone, get time in nature, share our challenges. And, and even if there are no answers, there are no solutions just to be able to vent, getting it out is, is healthy and needed. And what I learned later on about my, my illness and learning about metaphysical stuff, learning about emotions, learning about energy, which is it's backed by science now. So people think this is woo-woo stuff. It's backed by science. The the, the levels of vib the vibrational energy of lower emotions, such as guilt and shame, which was a lot of what I was feeling, started to pile up and impact my body in terms of a significant amount of inflammation, which which decreased cognitive function and my mobility completely where I was on, I was completely non-functional. And so get it out, get it out. If it's in your head, you're dead. It's got to come out. I love it. And I love what you said there. You said, let's circle back to it for a moment. You said men need to open up. Now, my question to you is what message do you have for men who currently have a fear of opening up? Oh, There, it's lean into it. It's the same way that if someone had a problem, something I heard a lot, for example, in the army was suck it up. And that's the message I'd like to give, but have that turned on its head for, for men facing challenges is suck it up in terms of how you think you may be perceived or understand that you're not going to be able to accelerate your healing and learn unless you share that because there's so many other guys that are going through it or have gone through it or will go through it and to be able to have that conversation you realize that you're not alone you're not the only one facing this and there's there's not many new experiences in life that others haven't experienced it's it's all been done before to to some variation so being able to share it means that somebody else will be able to relate to you. They'll be able to be empathetic. They'll be able to, to guide you. They'll just give you the space to be, to be seen and heard, which is so healing and so healthy. And when you get that out, it's, it's relieving. And when it's reciprocated or it's understood by somebody where you feel like you belong and there's significance in what you're saying, that's, the catalyst for that healing process. And, and more men need to really understand that. Don't stay at home in the dark drinking, being miserable, just waiting for the next, you know, waiting to go to bed. And this, this is so common where 
guys just are in it. They're zombies. Get their kids to school, barely be able to engage with them, feed them properly. They don't get out. They're not active. Maybe they're just driving them to this activity, to their friends, to school, back from school, and barely getting them bathed and fed and in bed after homework. And then it's sitting and numbing until they pass out or fall asleep and do it all over again. That's that's not a good way. It's seek out the help, seek out the group, seek out the community, call a friend, share it, seek out a coach, seek out some sort of mentor, somebody that can just tell you, yes, this is hard, but you need to do something to start getting over it, to start healing, to improve yourself so that you become more resilient or regain that resiliency because you just got crushed. Your future got blown up. Everything you had planned for was pulled out from under you. Everything you thought was happening is no longer happening. And we have to pivot. And for me, change is hard. Acceptance is hard. And and in, in my course, I have an eight-week online course that I, I teach. And the first module of the first of three is, is all about acceptance. It's all about accepting your situation and stopping the self-destructive behaviors because that's just it's not conducive to growth and healing. Very powerful. Thank you, Hanish. Now, what is your best advice to the audience for walking with purpose and living a life of happiness? Uh, you know, something a couple of months ago, I heard this beautiful, beautiful um, meaning of life. You know, it's it's not 42 from the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. It's not to procreate. It's It's to enjoy the passage of time. And, and for me, I'm, I'm a highly anxious person because I'm always thinking of what can go wrong, how I can fix things preemptively, uh, prevent anything from going wrong. I'm an over planner and I'm always trying to bring myself to the present. And when we think about the present, you know, people think we might be sacrificing planning and what we're doing for the future. Um, we don't want to live in the past because it may be painful and, and there's nothing we can do. So enjoying the passage of time and making it meaningful because it's so limited, make it meaningful and, and have those activities, have those moments to engage with the people that you love. And for parents, parents, you know, and everything I, I, I talk about and share, I've done significant amount of research on, on it and each one of your children, if you can give them 15 minutes of space a day where they feel like they, they belong and they feel significant, that is the greatest investment in your life and a great way to, to enjoy the passage of time. That's very if your kids are older, I'd like to add, if your kids are older, then it's with a partner, your partner, with your friends, somebody you care about. Putting in that time, those relationships are are really what matters in life. It's not about money. It's not about toys. It's not about this and that. It's it, it's just that. It's enjoy what you have. Enjoy who you have, and and make the most of it. I love it. Now, Hanish, where can the audience find you? They can find me. My my. Um, all my social media is Decent Divorce Dads. So if it's on on Facebook, Instagram, Decent Divorce Dads is me. My website is decentdivorcedads.com. And on LinkedIn, I it's more about my consulting practice. Uh, 
which is you know a different persona, but ultimately it's all about improving wellness and outcomes in the most simplest way. That's what I practice. That's what I help people and companies achieve is how can you create solutions with the most simplest actions and solutions? And it's all people-based. When you take care of your people as a leader, everything comes. Risk management, change management, operations improved, output increases, revenue, profits, all of it. It's the same thing in a family. When you start taking care of that relationship with your co-parent, with your kids, everything improves as well. I love it. Going back to what you said earlier, healthy co-parenting, very powerful. Yes. And Hanesh, thank you again for being a guest on the Walk With Me podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, make sure to check out Hanesh on his website. That's decentdivorcedads.com. And again, Hanesh, thank you. God bless you and be safe. My pleasure. Thank you, Gigi. It's been You're welcome. Fun.